work go to work go to work welcome back to another go to work radio show with the one and only reverend fred shaw how are you today i'm doing fine go to work go to work go to work that part right there i know we about to go to work because it's a serious situation out there we talking about what are we gonna do about the situation of psychiatric abuse well you know it's uh a very interesting thing but for the last six months i've been traveling i've been talking to uh congress people from danny davis from chicago to on both sides of the aisle tim scott's people uh the the black republican Uh, i think he's out of north carolina i've been talking to them i'm headed back next week to speak with all of them, several of these people go to their offices in person, be there, and talk to them about uh, uh, killology. And uh, we're trying to get this banned nationwide. And sometimes you just got to get into the face of the people so they'll know who you are, what you're trying to do, and what this is all about. Uh, Also, next week, part part of my agenda I will be speaking at the African American Mayors Association. And, um, you know, because what people do not know is a lot of times the mayors of the city are the uh, bosses of the chief of police. We go and we protest the chief of police, then we hold hands and march with the mayor when the mayor is actually the boss of the chief of police. So we have to be able to go and take this on a different level. We have to get in front of our legislators because the only way this gets any better is if we do it by law. And so we have to be be willing to do what it takes to take it to that next level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that leads into the cchrtaskforce.org to stay more abreast of these different things as well to go and subscribe and absolutely uh, email you as well when they have a question. So, Right, and let me just tell you, people don't understand, you can create a national movement through participation. Uh, what people have not understood is that with the uh, task force against racism and modern day eugenics, we now have approximately 110 people or more on that. We just keep adding one person and stuff at a time. Practically all of these people I have brought to the table. Um, we need to be able to get more involved because then, you know, maybe over the next three to five years, we can have our own convention and we can have our own topics of discussion and how we want to address them. One of the things we must understand It's not just talking about it that makes any difference. It is what you're going to do about it that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can talk about slavery. We can talk about, you know, you go to meetings and everybody gives another refreshed history of what happened to us, but nobody gives any information on what we should do about it. Right. And, and, And so... You know, we have to take this to a next level. We cannot just continue to complain and and cry about the situation. We must take action and we must force legislators 
especially in our communities, to go and work on our behalf. Mm -hmm. It does us no good to sit there trying to figure it out and then we do nothing about it. That just is not cool. And so uh, hopefully in the future, uh, there'll be a whole lot of people like you and I who are trying to make a difference out here so that we can make a difference and do something about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And so with that in mind, knowing that it is some people that want to do something and they don't know how to do what they can possibly do. So more of that comes about from empowering them. Maybe we need to do some more uh, shows where we do do those online so we can show them some visuals of where to go, what links to you know learn from as well because without seeing sometimes without seeing is you know they don't believe and it takes a lot of thought and and we can only provoke them to start thinking and to band together even with them having the inkling of wanting to help. And I know some people, they donate the two, three dollars. They get the emails that say, you know, help with the legislative uh, budget for campaigning and so forth. But it's one thing to actually, yes, exercise their voice. And so we need some more of that. Uh, maybe possibly some workshops, I think. Maybe we could do some of those soon. Well, you know, uh, that's a good idea because we can do through Zoom, mm -hmm. we can do workshops and invite all of the members uh, of the uh, task force to come and, mm -hmm. and and listen in and then address the different subjects and uh, especially that of psychiatric abuse. And we can do that. You know, we most definitely could do that. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think some sometimes it's people feel uncomfortable and they haven't had to practice or maybe they're not around people that exercise this type of conversation. So they want to be a part of it, but they don't know how. And some people will tell you, well, you know, that's up for other people, but I'm, I just want to listen in, <laughs> you know? So, and I think a lot of that comes from, they don't get the practice. Well, and, and one of the things that we have to understand as a people, that we must know a subject well enough to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And sitting and listening, you know, we have to be able to participate. Right. Um, you know, we are in a society now where everybody stands back. Mm -hmm. And then when they're in private conversations, <laughs> they just voice that which they've heard. They've never inspected it. They've never looked at it. They've never challenged it. And see, true education is that if I'm truly educated in physics and stuff, then I'm supposed to be able in a conversation to prove what Einstein said was correct or even challenge some of his theories. To quote what Einstein said doesn't mean I know anything. Absolutely. It just means that I've learned what he said, but it doesn't mean I've taken the field any step further. So mm -hmm. the problem is, is that we regurgitate what people tell us you know, if they say mental health is real, we regurgitate it. But we not we don't ask the question, how is it real? How is it this way? You know, how do we know that this is true? It's just like when somebody challenges me and says, 
well you know the bible is wrong really so where you know mm-hmm. well it's somewhere it's you know there's things where, yeah i know where they are but do you know where they are you see mm-hmm. what i'm saying because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you heard the program and you never took a look to see if that could be right or if that could be wrong mm-hmm. you know when they mm-hmm. did evolution and talked about it and said that you know man had evolved from the from the age nobody took and asked the question well, if man evolved from the apes, then how come over the last million years or so, the rest of the apes didn't evolve into man? Right. So now, so if you understand how that evolutionary process was supposed to take place, and then you saw it only supposedly taking places in a certain area, you see that there's gaps in the evolution of man, there's a point where he was Neanderthal, and then there's a point where he became Cro-Magnum. Well, if we don't know it enough to say, wait a minute, what caused the jump here? What what went down? Then we sit here and, you know, uneducated on the subject, taking what somebody told us who may have been wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're going to believe something, then you have to prove. I can I can prove that we came from something other than a Big Bang. Mm-hmm. You know, now, people have told me, Reverend Shaw, you know, a scientist said that it was over evolution in a period of time. And I, no, 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 no. First of all, you got to understand this is a world of miracles. Okay? For us to come from an amoeba, a sea of ammonia mm-hmm. and develop two eyes. Do you realize that it's almost practically impossible to develop an eye in a human body with retinas and all of the visionary things mm-hmm. where light can come through? Mm-hmm. And then we develop two? Mm-hmm. Do you know how intricate it is to develop an ear? Right. With the eardrum and all of this stuff so that reverberates sound to where we can hear. Mm-hmm. And we were able to get two. Go to we work. didn't breathe out of one nostril. We believe breathe out of two nostrils. Mm-hmm. Well, who knew that we needed two? Go to work. It wasn't a, the evolutionary process that knew that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay, but then on that same head and face, we had a brain. Mm-hmm. We got an upper jaw and a lower, a lower jaw. We got an upper teeth and lower teeth. How did something know that we had to be able to chew? Mm-hmm. That we had upper and lower teeth. Mm-hmm. A jaw that works on the hinges so right. it can go up and down. Mm-hmm. A throat to where we could swallow. Mm-hmm. And that helps our nostrils and that whole thing that goes down so we can breathe. Wow. Mm-hmm. What, what allowed us to know that the heart had to beat blood through a whole system that wasn't even developed? Mm. Right. 
So we can sit here and say we originated out of the sea of ammonia and bacteria, whatever they claiming it was, but this had to be something divinely. Mm-hmm. Because even with the development of a man, what gave him reproductive organs and what created a woman so they could mate and create other children? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they when they say there's no such thing as God and, you know, uh, you know, that there's, you know, it's stupid to believe that everything was created from uh, one single God. Well, so what am I supposed to believe? Everything was created from nothing. Mm. You know, it, it, it's like. So we have to be educated in the subject mm-hmm. to the point we can question exactly what and defend. Well, mm-hmm. God knows what we don't know. Yeah, I got you that, but why don't we know? Mm-hmm. Do we not know because nobody had an answer or because there was no answer? Right. You see? So this is all I'm trying to the audience. This is what I've done with psychiatric drugs electric shock, this whole field of psychiatry, you know, uh, I I asked the question, wait a minute, how is this true? Not because Mm -hmm. he said it, it has to be workable. Mm -hmm. It has to be proven. You know? Absolutely. So a scientific result is something that every time you do it, it works. Or the majority of the time you do it, it works. <laughs> right, absolutely. And then even from that, you can create something new. And you still learn something every day. Is It may be something that worked one way for, you know, decades. But due to the way things uh, deteriorate, it may bring about something new. You know, the material, the minerals in it. And then you learn something new that you can create from those things. So that's why it's a constant study of things. Now, that's when you could talk about evolving things, evolving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, some things from being weatherized, as an example. But it definitely goes back again to when we talked about critical thinking skills. So mm-hmm. it goes back into play. And do you do the work so that way you can participate more over than just being someone that just sits there on the sideline and say, you know, yay or nay. And then when the serious arena is over, then they have plenty of paragraphs to say about what just took place, but yet they're the same people that at times say that they don't know how to participate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, so that's where we so the challenging that you see us do with mental health comes from the fact that we have enough data to be able to challenge things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when we look into the books of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual and we don't see any statistics in it, it's amazing that that shocks even people who are of that profession. Mm-hmm. Cause they picked up the book and went along with what everybody said and never said, where's the statistics? Mm-hmm. Now, there's descriptions of what is supposed to be mental illness. There is um, 
uh, those numbers you see are billing codes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's mm-hmm. no statistics. Mm-hmm. But it's called a statistical manual. Right. Mm. So, so it's one of the reasons that I have not been able to get a debate with a psychiatrist in almost 13 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Because I know the subject. And when I start giving off the information and all of a sudden they realize that they're not talking to some ordinary Negro or whoever that mm. they're talking to a person that knows the subject. That's right. Now mm. I don't know all of their methods because I've never studied their methods because I already realized that their methods are faulty. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to study something that I already know don't work. Mm-hmm. You see? Exactly. If I know how the psychiatric drugs work, then I don't have to study them. I just mm-hmm. know that you can't give them to people who are suicidal when it has a warning label that says can cause suicide. Right. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that. Exactly. You know, so we just have to be able to to take everything to the next level uh, to know what we're talking about. And so a guy like me, oh, by the way, I just got um, um, the Killology resolution that our branch submitted, passed through the state, uh, California White State Conference, and it's going to July to the convention at the National to get in. And what that allows us to do, once there's a resolution passed, it allows me, when I go to speak to Congress people, U.S. senators, any of that stuff, I can say mm-hmm. the NAACP endorses this. Mm-hmm. See, so that's why every year we submit resolutions from the branches. They go mm-hmm. to the state conference, who then pass it on by accepting it to the national office. The national office then, when they accept it, it allows the members to go out and speak on that subject with the full backing of the NAACP. To give you an idea, in 2003, I did that with the uh, Child Safety Medication Act that mm-hmm. said the parents could not be forced to put themselves put their children on drugs as a condition for being in school. That, I was able to help get the NAACP involved with brought some uh, congressional votes from the Democrats. The Republicans were with it. So then you had both sides uh, supporting it. It became national law. And George Bush signed it in the federal law. Go to work. And, and so, but it's but it was done because I was able to get a resolution passed with the NAACP. Gotcha. And that made the congressional people who were Democrat come on board, and we were able to get that passed. So, so we need to do that with. Have you read the black contract that Ice Cube created? Uh, yeah, I read it some time ago. Yeah, we need to do that. For some reason, the president didn't have an audience with Ice Cube or whatever. Um, but see, Ice Cube tried to do it on his name only, and he should have worked through, not that he has to, but he should have worked through the NAACP, uh, people like myself, who will, who will support that. Sometimes we think we can just say, 
I'm Ice Cube, and I'm not criticizing him by no means because he mm-hmm. he's a, you know from what I know he's a good brother and he stands with black people. Yeah. But uh, you need sometimes these organizations mm-hmm. stand with you. Celebrity has certain status, so don't get let me get don't get it twisted. That's but right. at the same time, when you say the NAACP, they know you're talking about about a half a million people. Mm-hmm. So then, therefore, it gives you power. Mm-hmm. See, um, so you know when you when you talk about these organizations, because these people, this is what they do. You protest, and they look out their window, and they see how many people out there. If it's five, 10, 15 people, they go back to doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If it's five thousand people, now they want to look and see who's talking to them. Mm-hmm. And then you can get it. I'm gonna give you an example before we get off. I was uh, uh, one of the founders of a business called Title Reconveyance Tracking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were a subcontractor to them. We were the Institute for Black Economic Independence. Mm-hmm. Well, they denied us the contract when we were the only ones in the nation that actually qualified under the 25% of the contracts that were supposed to go to minorities. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't give it to us because we were black. Mm. Well, the thing was, is that we went there and they would not meet with us. We asked to meet with the lady, uh, Johnny Booker is her name. She's still around from what I understand and has a business of her own. But she used to work for the Title Recon, uh, no, for uh, the Resolution Trust Corporation. Mm-hmm. So... She wouldn't meet with us, but she didn't know who our spokesperson was, Isaac Hayes. And so Isaac came down to meet with us, and then he stood outside, and we had whistleblower flyers, and all the employees start coming outside, and Isaac would only sign the section that said whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. And he was signing the things for them. Well, it was so popular and the people start crowding the streets and stuff then they called us up to meet with them see they only met with us because it was a lot of people and a lot of their own people mm-hmm, was coming mm-hmm. down but if we didn't have isaac hayes out there we could have marched for the next 15 years and they might not have ever met with us gotcha see? so that's where powers and numbers and that's where a guy like ice cube can most definitely because Isaac Hayes was so loved by the fans that the people who worked there were coming out to get autographs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because I just put an all call out there because I'm looking to speak with Ice Cube and see with that information, I want to be able to share that as well. So, because I was, you know, actually taken aback to why it didn't transpire either. Then, of course, you know, I got on a different campaign and so forth so now it's at the point where yeah if anything anybody if they don't know i'm out here now looking for ice cube again because i i did put an all call out there but not on the level that i did this latter time i did it through the last time i did it through like a facebook live and and what have you but um i know he's got to know by now that it's a serious serious time frame and if he didn't know me he has to know more about me since then and that is very seriously that I want to meet with him because I know we can help 
to make this happen. That's what we need for people. So with that, what you just shared with me, that further empowered me to be able to, um, you know, get some more people on board to help me to get to that number and that meeting table with him. And so I know, of course, I'll have you on call to <laughs> go to work. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm with you. Amen. President of the NAACP is Inglewood. If you don't know, if this is your first time tuning in, go to work. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know we, you know, whatever you need, I'm with you on that. So uh, we we part of a team. Yes, absolutely. Go to so, work. You know, it, it's um, but it's a great thing. I just want to tell the audience if you want to know about the task force, we have a task force. Mm-hmm. A, a task force against racism in modern day. Mm-hmm. What eugenics is, it's just a film. It's a way they they basically say that one person is superior to another person, and that um, you know you need to look it up. It just means that you know one person has good genes and another person has bad genes. That's what they use to kill the Jews and others during uh, the time of Hitler. It was that you were faulty. So therefore they could take you out and it meant nothing. So we need to be able, if you want to be a part of that task force, stand up for black people, just email me at F Shaw Jr. Everything lowercase F Shaw Jr. at Yahoo.com. I'm gonna say it one more time. F Shaw Jr. at Yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to know some of the stuff I've done, the resolutions, all of that stuff, go on cchrtaskforce.org. cchrtaskforce.org. And if you want to know where I get this wealth of information on what's going on in the field of psychiatry and stuff like that, Go to cchrint.org. We have our whole museum, and we have a nice museum. We have our whole museum in 3D virtual, where you can go in, click on different things, read the information, see the videotapes, all of this stuff. This is about a two-hour museum that it'll take people to go through. And you can get it on, you can watch it as you choose, you can skip sections, you can do all of that. Um, You can also use our database if you're on any kind of medication, you suspect that's making you feel a certain way. If you got thoughts of suicide, if you didn't need it, go on our, in our database, put your medicine in there, and then read what the effects are of those drugs. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that we can do to help you and um, and I just want to, as always, give my deepest appreciation for you always allowing me to be part of no matter what show, if it's your stream yard, if it's, if it's this radio show, whatever you are in, you always think of me and you always try to bring this issue to the table. And I am just so grateful that you are one of my friends and one of the people I trust in life. 
go to work likewise and you inform me of such great information and people that don't know maybe this again this is your first time listening to the show i am an educator this is my 23rd year so i love education and every time i talk to reverend fred shaw i learn something new there's not a day or a show that I haven't learned anything new. So that's why we've been doing this show for a couple of years. So regardless of being an educator of so long and degrees and certifications, it does not mean that a person knows everything. So this is just a testimony. This is why I really appreciate you. So thank you. I love learning and you do that every time you come on any platform. So I appreciate you so very much. And absolutely, if somebody wanted to talk to you and become part of the NAACP in Eaglewood, they can email you as well at at fshawjr at yahoo.com. Tell them to put, they can, uh, your audience should know to put either your name or go to work. And I know where it's coming from. And then I will speed up my response because I get so many emails, so many phone calls, but there are certain keys <laughs> go to work faster. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I, um, you know, hope that they do. Absolutely. So with that in mind, thank you so very much as well. You're definitely appreciated. And everyone that's listening to the show, please share the show as well. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. Go to work. Go to work. Go to work. Go to work.